This is the morning brief from the Economic Times. Call Child Line on 1098. If you dial 1098 and ask for help, a trusted person will come to help you. Toll free number is 1098. Kabhi bhi call karke complain kar sakte hain. In between sharing social media appeals for beds and oxygen in the debilitating times that we're living in, you might have come across certain messages, often heartrending, about young children who've lost both parents to COVID. They've been termed COVID orphans. But as tragic as this is, it appears that even such a situation is being exploited by the unscrupulous. Child rights activists have sounded the alarm that the sharing of these messages along with contact details makes these children open to exploitation through illegal adoption and even child trafficking. While at least some of the people sharing these messages might have done it in good faith, the right thing to do when you hear about vulnerable children would be to call the National Child Helpline 1098. We explain why and discuss the broader issue in today's episode. This is the morning brief and I am Induleka Arvind from the Economic Times. Joining me to discuss this disturbing trend and explain what the legal processes are, I have with me Sunil Arora of the non-profit Bal Asha Trust, a registered adoption agency and children's home in Mumbai, and Sonal Kapoor founder of New Delhi based Protsahan India Foundation which works with vulnerable girls we also have my colleague and on other days co-host of this podcast devina sen gupta who's written about this issue for the economic times thank you all of you for joining us today devina i'm going to start with you this phenomenon that you wrote about recently about people looking to exploit this reality of covid leaving children as orphans is extremely troubling could you share with us a couple of incidents that you came across while reporting morning indu sonal and sunil yes so when i was researching for this particular story i spoke to ngos and welfare committees in different states and what i realized is that there were many instances where uh, children who have lost their parents or at least the message is that they have lost their parents uh, has been publicized on social media not many realize that you're not supposed to do that then uh, there have been messages of adoption which has been shared again in social media be it whatsapp instagram and facebook and there are cases where uh, people who pretended to be their family members have come and taken the kids away now one doesn't know if they at all were the family members or not adoption is a very serious and a regulated process in india like it should be you can't just come and pick up a child you also are a walking advertisement for child trafficking and there have been instances where small children have been picked up uh, by the traffickers and in fact in one of my conversations with sonal earlier she had mentioned how this happens after every single disaster it's happened after the bhuj earthquake it's happened after any calamity that child traffickers are on alert to look for opportunities where they can come and pick up vulnerable kids it's really heartbreaking what you've just said that 
the most vulnerable among us the kids are preyed upon by these unscrupulous characters sonal have you been seeing an increase of such instances of you know details of often children getting circulated on social media and could you tell us the pitfalls of this you know firstly i want to place this on record as well that yes the covid orphan story is true that's happening you know and there are enough and many messages um you know reports etc that are coming to us coming to the local uh, state commission for protection of child rights agencies and so on and so forth but that's half the truth the larger truth or the other part of the truth is also the fact the increase in the severity of vulnerability or the abuse cases of of children where just because a parent is stuck with covid you know the other parent ends up being the perpetrator the transactional sex cases have increased because one parent chose to give the child up for transactional sex for two days and then get the kid back so it might not qualify as trafficking on paper because the child is not being sold forever but the child is sold for a day or two the child comes back i mean is this any less vulnerability that we're looking at with respect to uh, let's say a child who's both the kids are you know extremely at, at the behest of you know just being exploited as much as one by a trafficker uh, or in the other case the perpetrator being uh, their very parent having put that on you know on record i think somewhere uh, what we are seeing on social media just you know let's say if it's one case of a child who's lost both parents we get that one case across on whatsapp 20 times on facebook 50 times on instagram stories another five times on twitter because a lot of this social media frenzy uh, is also going around with screenshots and screenshots and you know sending the same message over and over again so a lot of duplication quadrupulation of the same effort like one or two people in my team are only looking at you know like just clearing the shaft around one case right so that also takes a lot of time but you know just like um, making people you know then take down those tweets etc uh, that that takes a lot of the time on our on our end but i think uh, what what's fascinating or you know what's dangerously fascinating to me here is that we you know just the fact that you don't know the law just the fact that you know one doesn't know the legalities the organizations you know ngos like ours are flooded with requests so we want to adopt and you know we constantly are getting back to them saying hey there's a certain process you know there's a certain guidelines you know and rightly so like devina mentioned adoption and all of that you know it's it's a lifelong commitment of love and care it's 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 a sweet process it's a beautiful process provided one understands it and is ready to go through the legalities basis that but getting in to so you know just buying into the social media frenzy i think it does nobody any good least of all the child absolutely before i ask sunil to explain what these processes are could you also tell us are a certain percentage of these uh, cases fake and how do these traffickers get to know that you know these children have been left orphaned or you know that they are li- liable to be exploited if you think that the child rights um, just like the child rights guys or the media guys or just like normal people we are on social media so are the traffickers right so every time a message is put up on a tweet with the details of the child you and i might just get it you know maybe a day later or two days later the trafficking network will get it maybe in the next 20 minutes the circulation the resources that those guys have at that their disposal are way larger than you and i can ever fathom right that their networks are way larger than you and i would ever have that is one 
to i think somewhere along this you know just this understanding that uh, right now of course a lot of the organizations um, you know credible child rights organizations a lot of these organizations are now putting up you know communication messaging and then finally the state is following suit right like it's just like the ngo sector is putting the messaging out and then you know the states are coming up and saying the communication should have come from the state earlier right it it shouldn't have waited for a civil society to raise an alarm i think that's that's the uh, point that you know we we need to look at also from a systemic response sunil coming to you there might even be you know some people coming forward with good intentions when they hear about children having lost both parents and so on but what is the actual procedure to be followed in case you hear of a child who's become an orphan the best thing would be to first you know call up you know child line 1098 is the number it's a across india number and let me also add here that it is not only for covid support for children it is for any type of child support so if uh, the type of cases which sonal has explained or children in distress situations or children who are found abandoned on public places i think 1098 is the best uh, bet right now because it's a single number across india having said that i think uh, delhi and maharashtra have come out now with their separate uh, phone line uh, numbers which are operational almost throughout the day if anybody comes across certain messages on social media about you know a child has lost the parents and they want support i think these are the best numbers to reach out to and if you know there are any fake messages also being circulated i think again one should definitely call up these numbers and report the fake messages because i think there is a lot of action which has already happened in maharashtra about it where fake messages are being reported to the cyber cell to take action on wherever these messages have generated from that's great and let's hope other states to follow suit but could you also explain what is the actual procedure in case you want to adopt a child i mean even in this situation or in others and do these policies sufficiently protect these kids uh like you know the recent messages which we have seen on adoption you know just call up this number this particular person these are all fake and i'll really like to you know get the message across through your podcast that please do not fall for such kind of numbers these are all traffickers before that uh, you know help comes on social media or is put on social media that person who wants to traffic that child is already near that child you know so it's very easy for them to just reach out to these parents who have you know either both parents have died or for example you know what we even heard in mumbai was where you know traffickers were approaching uh, you know pregnant mothers saying that due to lost job and etc etc you don't have any you know sufficient income what would you do with this child just give up this child you know and because of uh, you know people the number of adoptive families is still uh, very large in india i think you know a lot of adoptive families also unfortunately fall prey to it one should approach kara www.cara.nic.in is the best site to go there go find out the process register yourself there are certain documentation which you need to upload over there and the closest organization which is to your residence should be able to do your home study and there are more than 400 organizations across india which are licensed by kara to do adoption so if you're really interested in doing a peaceful adoption that's the best way to do because it will be legal 
you'll be getting a court order the child will be getting a birth certificate and there'll be follow up also of this child if anybody anybody who buys a child you are part of the trafficking network now and whenever cops come on your door people who have bought children are going to go to jail so it's very important that people adopt only through legal process for those of you who might be unfamiliar with it the cara that sunil is referring to here is a central adoption resource authority which is a statutory body under the ministry of women and child development sunil to pick up on a point that you mentioned are there far more parents waiting to adopt than there are children available for adoption with registered agencies so families register now uh, with cara directly okay so there are no registrations uh, as such with the uh, individual organizations so yes but the number of children which are there in these organizations according to my last statistics was not more than 2000 and what we believe across india there are people who are more than around 30000 couples have you know waiting for adoption but there is a, a slight point which i like to bring in most of the parents still are looking for adoption of you know 0 to 2 so whenever you know and and that's what if even if you look at the fake messages you know it's floating around 3 months baby siblings 6 months baby you know 1 year 2 year because that's where most of the parents are looking for adoption and that's where these traffickers want to catch them point is if there is a family who is interested in adopting a 6 year old 8 year old or 10 year old or a 12 year old the waiting is not that much and there are many children who are in that age group who are still looking for wonderful parents got it devina in your reporting did you get the feeling that you know the people circulating this information about children may also be doing it in good faith but due to ignorance about procedures or was it otherwise Yes of course i mean uh, social media right now has unfortunately become the go to place for exchanging any information so right now in the midst of the pandemic from an oxygen cylinder to an injection to a child details of everything is only been discussed on social media people really are not aware so and uh, these are all emotional triggers right everybody is going through highly uh, emotional state and when they see messages like this that children are orphaned or people are losing their uh, one of the parent and there's no one to look after they immediately put it up on social media without realizing what is the process and also that's because there hasn't been enough written and discussed by the authorities there has to be more discussion on how can one raise awareness about a child found stranded so which is why as sunil mentioned you know states are also coming up with their own helplines uh, there is 1098 1098 should become like how our emergency numbers are for police and for hospital they have to become that popular for people to understand that just by pressing those four digits you can actually save a child's life so i'll return to you i would imagine that you know children who've been uh, often by the pandemic and of course in other situations as well are also survivors of tremendous stress what is the kind of mental help and support that you found they need uh so i think i'll just add on to what i think devina mentioned which is very very critical point that awareness needs to come out for 1098 childline help the national helpline number for children in india and when we are talking about you know therapy uh, for children or psychosocial interventions for such children in distress or children who need care and protection 
the first most important thing that we try and do is build trust establish trust with that child because only then you know the conversations of grief trauma loss death these are big things to talk about you know talk conversations about closure of a loved one that they will they have never seen go and when you're looking at you know mental health uh, in in again like in a space like ours i think as a country as a system we have not even been able to provide the physical health right so mental health automatically becomes like you know not even the second priority point on the picture so somewhere i think the you know the these knee jerk reactions we can keep talking about so on and so forth but like sunil was rightly mentioning right the fact that somewhere along we need to be proactive about the child traffickers network because they will be more before active before you and i can think of right you know every time we think of a reaction as an after you know like um uh, something that's like oh something has happened now we have to look at it we have already lost that bit of time so for a child who's lost parents or for a child who's undergoing immense amount of child rights violations of child labor child marriage trafficking and so on if we are only waiting that after 6 months or 2 years we will look at where this goes and we'll we have lost that time with that child and the child has already made memories of this in in their you know neurosympathetic system that and those memories are not going to fade away too soon of course which is again what you said just underlines the importance of uh, mental health and support sunil have the state and central government started taking action against these uh, you know unscrupulous people looking to exploit the situation are most states coming up with helplines specifically for this and i'd also like a little clarity on you know whether this comes under the jurisdiction of the center or the states see definitely i think that uh, you know states are taking uh, cognizance of it they have already started uh, you know these helpline numbers and whatever i'm aware of at least in maharashtra uh you know the state has already reported these fake messages which i have generated probably from anywhere in india we have no idea but they have been already reported to cyber uh, you know crime cell in maharashtra and uh, they have been already asked to find out that where these messages are generated so i feel that uh, anybody i mean even the central for that matter can uh, you know take cognizance of these fake messages there's a you know national cyber crime portal where you can report these kind of messages and uh, you know there should be help so i wouldn't like to put it in a box whether it is a state's duty or the central i think both of them individually can do it and uh, ultimately it's going to help uh, you know every individual state to clear up these fake messages is because these fake messages also disturb a lot of uh, adoptive parents you know prospective adoptive parents who are looking for adoption and you know they have been waiting for years and such kind of messages you know where there's a child who's in need you know creates a lot of emotional turmoil in their own hearts of uh, you know childlessness i would also say that uh, you know a lot of people want to exploit these situations you know and and one should be really really careful about it what you mentioned about this causing distress to prospective adoptive parents is also a very interesting point could you also give us a sense about how long the legal adoption process usually takes if uh, somebody is looking to adopt a child uh, between 0 to 2 years right now it can take anything uh, around 2 to 2 and 1/2 years and if somebody is looking for you know 2 to 4 again it's the same but the minute you choose a child who's above 4 years of age you know 4 or 6 or 8 and then it comes down and sometimes if you're looking for even a 8 or a 10 year old child it could be as early as let's say 6 months 
and in between that there is a lot of things you know in between you know sometimes the sarkara will show them one child and they are not happy with it then it's another few months of waiting and sometimes you know things don't go well i think there is a lot of i mean that's could be a discussions for another day but there is a lot of uh, i think gap in preparing parents also you know not every parent is really prepared they think okay once i adopt a child i can have a happy happy life uh, thereafter it doesn't work like that i think there is a lot to be done in our country in terms of even adoptive parents preparation for proper and good adoptions because i'm sure there have been stories about children coming back to orphanages so uh, but yes it takes a lot of time and so for some genuine parents it can be really really traumatic i also want to just kind of add a good note to what you know sonal was saying about uh, you know the uh, mental trauma these uh, children have to go through at balasha we have a onboard psychologist and uh, we kind of understand that when kids come to us especially when there is a pandemic situation they have gone through a lot of trauma we try to help them with uh, you know they are trained caretakers and trained paramedical they are psychologists and we involve them in so many different activities and simple exercises like play therapy or you know uh, visual therapy drawing and all that where a lot of trauma comes out and uh, it helps a lot of children so i think a lot of organizations are doing excellent work when you know children actually come to them also you know we also have to look at the other story where kids have have come to cities like let's say delhi or mumbai but are now the parents are found in other states but they can't travel due to the pandemic so you know there's a lot of uh, stress these kids are also facing where they can't travel to their parents or the parents can't come to these cities to take these children in fact listening to you i feel that uh, we're only able to touch the tip of the iceberg as far as issues with children are concerned and perhaps we can take it up later in another episode but my final question to you sunil uh, because this phenomenon uh, that we're discussing today is playing out on social media what would you advise our listeners when they come across such posts should they report them on social media should they uh, call up 1098 what would you say absolutely they should wherever possible you know if there's a forum where they can report it like you know uh, sonal was talking about you know flagging those post on social media that's number 1 reporting uh, these uh, social media uh, you know whatever fake news they are seeing on 1098 and different states have come with different numbers they should be reporting them on those numbers as well undoubtedly we should break the chain and stop wherever we see these news and you know many of them are fake so if we are able to break that chain i think all of us will be able to reach to the right child who needs the help at the right time and on that note we are winding up today's discussion but thank you so much sunil sonal and uh, devina for joining thanks, us indeed. thank you thanks as you just heard in the current covid surge we need to break the chain not just of infections but of these messages on social media that are being circulated by child traffickers so that we can better help genuine cases and the next time you hear about a child in distress and want to help you know what to do call 1098 you've been listening to the morning brief from the economic times and i'm indulekha arvind today's episode was edited by john chako and anjali venugopalan and coordinated by nehal chaliawala do share your feedback with us at the morning brief at timesgroup.com the morning brief airs every tuesday thursday and friday thank you for listening stay safe and have a great day